This is the True Origin Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to episode one. This is the first episode. Uh, The title is called Hurricane Ian, Death and the Rebuild. So I'm really excited to share this platform and share this content with you guys. I hope that you can find uh, meaning and value in this first episode. And uh, before I get into it, because I want to, I do want to just get into the episode and, and what I'm going to be sharing with you guys. I want to talk about the naming of the show, so True Origin, the inspiration and meaning behind the name. And I think it's important to address that because I'm sure I'm going to get questions of about why I named it True Origin. So I want to address that right now. I'm so excited. And <laughs> um, okay, so. I'm going to start with the inspiration bit. So in terms of the inspiration behind the name, uh, the best way I can explain it is I came up with the name true. So there's two words, there's two parts to the title. It's true and origin. So true, the inspiration behind that. Actually, I should start with the inspiration. I was going to the meaning. So the inspiration behind the name is comes from what I see in the world and how I choose to act in my life. Or to simplify it, there's good and evil in the world, and I want to retain as much good as I can. And the name, True Origin, symbolizes the good, all the good that life can be. And so that's kind of the inspiration about for, about the name. So I want to move on to the meaning part of it. So the meaning of the name, so I'll start with True. So the meaning behind True True is obviously something that is authentic and without fluff. I strive to be real and honest in my life. I find fakeness just really terrible. And it's also very apparent to others. You know, you'll get rooted out pretty quickly if you're not being, you know, who you are as a person. If you're trying to put on some kind of mask and, you know, just to fit in or whatever the reasons may be, it's always good to be yourself if you can and when you can, right? And origin, the meaning behind origin is to, it means a new beginning or a beginning or a rise. So we see beginnings everywhere from babies born to a boy or girl kicking a soccer ball for the first time. Beginnings for the most part are beautiful and innocent for the most part. There's bad beginnings like doing drugs and, you know, etc. Stuff like that. Or, you know, getting addicted to things that can destroy your life. That's a better way to put it. And so I strive to traverse the world with curiosity and adventure, just like when I was little. And I think that is important because, you know, children, they're the they're pure innocent innocence for the most part. And I think for me, I try to. I try to have that same curiosity. Obviously, the innocence is gone. It's well gone. (laughs) But I try to still have the same curiosity and wonder as I go through life. And I think it's important to be a lifelong learner. That is really important. You know, you never stop learning in life. And I think the day you stop learning is the day you die, in a sense. Because nothing, nothing seems, nothing is worth understanding, right? And so anyway, so that's the meaning behind true origin. And that's why I named it after this show. I want to be honest with you guys. And I want to be authentic, as authentic as I can be. And 
I also think that beginnings are great. I think there's good beginnings that we should strive for. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to see new life, right? And new life can take many different forms. Uh, it can be babies being born, like I said, I think I said. That's one of the most obviously beautiful things. Um, a beginning could also be in the form of starting a business or you know quitting drugs quitting a different kind of addiction whatever your addiction is that can be a beginning a beginning to me is something that's good and beautiful and true and strives to be great that's what beginnings are about we strive to be great so that's the name behind the show that's why I chose to name it that. So I wanted, I wanted to avoid any questions. I mean, you guys can still send me questions, but I think that pretty much it pretty much captures what I wanted this podcast to be about. And so I'm going to get right into this episode, okay? So I don't waste your time and you guys can, can think about, listen and think about some of the stuff said here, okay? So obviously, I guess a little background. Um, I live in Florida, Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, in the United States, and we just went through a very devastating hurricane, Hurricane Ian. It was categorized as a Cat 4 hurricane, had winds of, I think, 155, 154 miles per hour, almost a Cat 5, essentially a Cat 5. So we're, we're going through a very difficult time, and in my hometown of Fort Myers, you know, we've never experienced anything quite like this and so this has been very strange for me you know i've been through a plethora of hurricanes Uh, i went through irma i went through i'm not sure if i went through andrew i went through i know i went through irma and ian and i think there was a a third hurricane that i I lived that i've actually experienced in my life Um, but outside of that i never I've never experienced a hurricane that was a Cat 4, Cat 5, you know, just pure, like a real danger to, you know, buildings, cars, infrastructure, etc. And so, you know, this hurricane hit us and we're still recovering. We're still in the recovery phase. There's a lot of things going on. You can definitely, when you drive around here, if if you're not from here, if you're new or if you're a Floridian, you know, if you live in Southwest Florida, you know that there's a the mood of people is very much the mood is very it's kind of doom and gloom you know people are very on edge you know especially on in, in on the road among traffic people people's patience it's it's deteriorating <laughs> and you have to understand why like i understand why you know i i'm not trying to I think we all need to give each other some grace. You know, it's been a very difficult time. And so this hurricane, I want to go into, I'm going to mention some statistics about the hurricane that I think are relevant. And so apparently Hurricane Ian is the second strongest storm to hit the U.S. in this century behind Hurricane Katrina in 05. And so if, if you know, if, if uh, you live in Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, you guys experienced this hurricane. It was really bad. It was in, it was in 05. Those were the states that hit. 
you know, strong winds, storm surge, you know, all along the Gulf of Mexico. You know, you know that that area of water is really dangerous for hurricanes. You know, we have a lot of hurricanes that come up from the Atlantic, from Puerto Rico, from goes through Cuba, and it hits that warm body of water in the Gulf, and it's just over. Yeah, they, they get absurdly strong, and and so that was the 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 this this hurricane was um, the second most devastating in our century, in the 21st century. Um, which is insane, you know, like our town, we lived through a pretty historic event, which is still hard to wrap my mind around. And and it's just the shock of it. You know, it's all very shocking. It's all very troubling. I've lived here all my life. I've been in Florida all my life and I've never experienced anything like this. And so I also want to get into here. Let me see here. And apparently there's only been four Cat 5 hurricanes in the U.S. history that made landfall with max winds above 155 miles an hour. So those hurricanes would be Andrew, Labor Day, Camille, and Michael. Those four hurricanes. So Ian didn't make the list because technically it's not a Cat 5. But, I mean... if you've seen like the wreckage here, you would say it's a Cat 5. You know, I would say it's not the worst Cat 5 because I'm going to get into some of these other hurricanes so you guys can get an idea of of the difference between them. And so I was kind of stunned when I was doing the research for this stuff because, you know, there was hurricanes that reached like 185 miles an hour, 165 in terms of the wind. 165 miles per hour winds like that is absurdly strong that's moving boats that's tearing through houses you know it's really devastating stuff so hurricane labor day which was in 1935 it hit the florida keys with winds of 185 a storm surge that was like 15 to 20 feet high it killed like an estimated 409 civilians and this was about I would say the eye was about, no, the entirety of the storm was about 40 feet wide of destruction. Um, I think I might be talking about storm surge there. <laughs> I might have my facts wrong there. Uh, 40 feet wide. Yeah, I might be talking about the eye wall. Anyways, and then there's Hurricane Camille, which hit Mississippi and Alabama. Those winds were like 170 miles per hour. And a good amount of people lost their lives, sadly, 250 civilians. Um, and the, the rough one about this hurricane was that the crops in Mississippi and Alabama got destroyed. So peaches and pecan orchards were destroyed, and over like 20,000 acres of corn were just gone. So 90% of the damage was due to winds, and 10% of it was torrential rainfall. And then we have Hurricane Andrew. I knew about Hurricane Andrew. That's the one that hit Miami-Dade. That one was really, really bad. I mean, that sustained about winds of up to 165 miles per hour, like sustained. And it took like over 50,000 homes and caused an estimated around $26 billion in damage. Compared to Ian, we have about, I think it's over $300 billion in damage statewide. So it's a, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of stuff that has to be repaired, and it's very expensive. And up until Ian, Andrew was the most expensive natural disaster in the U.S. 
And then lastly, Michael. Michael hit the panhandle with about with winds of 161 miles per hour, and storm surge went through Panama City Beach and Mexico Beach. And storm surges are really bad because storm surges, it's this abnormal rise of water generated by the winds, and they can reach above 20 feet easy, and they can span miles across land. And so you have that, and then you have storm tide, which is obviously water levels increase, and the combination of those two is really, really bad. It's pretty, it's pretty deadly. And so um, I believe Ian, the storm surge for Ian was 15, 20 feet, something like that. But um, so, yeah, it was, yeah, it's, you know, you can't mess around with hurricanes. You can't mess around with hurricanes. And it was really bad, too, because we had a lot of Floridians that are not, actually, no, not Floridians. We have a lot of people immigrating to, the, to Florida uh, and they're seeking to become residents here. And for a lot of them, this is their first hurricane. And for some, you know, some of those people live right on the coast. And the coast is the most dangerous part you could be in. You don't want to be caught on the coast. Like you, re- that is that is the last place you want to be. And it's 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 not even the winds. It's also the storm surge. Specifically, it's because of the storm surge. You know, water damage, flooding is no joke. It is freaking destructive. Because when you think of homes, homes are really made out of drywall, concrete, wood, nails, you know, it's and water just moves right through that. So if you're on the coast and you have you know, a lot of the houses over here on uh, Fort Myers Beach and any of the beach towns, they're not made, they're not built. Well, some of them are built, are hurricane proof. But I mean, even if you're hurricane proof, the flooding is going to, it's, it's going to jack you up. But some of them are just made out of wood. So, uh, if, if any of you follow me, you'll see on my page on Instagram at this is Mateo Hernandez. You'll see on that page, I took a video of Fort Myers Beach and some of the buildings look like like a little kid took his fist and and just crushed it. Like it's hard to if that's a good picture you can you can think of in your mind. It's like a little kid took his fist and just mashed it, mashed it into a into into the ground, into the house, you know, that that's. I'm not the best of descriptions, but I guess another way to think of it is that I was talking to some firefighters and and he he had a good example. It's like a little kid has his toys and he scatters it across the room. That's what Fromars Beach was. So you have giant yachts, boats just in the forest and on the road and the trees just scattered everywhere. It's really absurd. It's something to see. You know, it really is something to see. And so and so, yeah, it, it was it was quite a terrible hurricane. And it also impacted the the Sanibel area. So if you've been to, you know, Sanibel, Captiva Island, um, that road, we couldn't get that. We couldn't go back to that road like it, it was a lot of the asphalt and concrete just got completely uplifted and blown. And the sandbars were blown. The, the storm took sands from the beach and spread it to other parts on the island. And, you know, it's really sad because everything's just destroyed, just just utterly destroyed and altered in very strange ways. And and yeah, so, you know, it, it was um, 
it, it, it's been a bad time and there was rumors of sharks going through the streets i'm not sure how much validity there is with that but that's scary <laughs> like that's that's pretty crazy and so yeah storm surges are bad um hurricanes you know it's not something to mess with you know if you're gonna live here in florida i think you have to take precautions you have to prepare for hurricanes you have to i've lived there for 22 years hurricane shutters generators water food and if you're not going to stay here, you need to have an exit plan. You know, if you see a hurricane coming and it's on your coast, I'm, well, the problem is hurricanes are so unpredictable. So, you know, you don't know, you don't know really where it's going. It could go really anywhere. We just have projections of where it could go. Right. And so, you know, I was here, I thought I was going to hit Tampa. You know, it was projected to, to hit Tampa. And then it just, took a hard right turn right into Fort Myers, just slammed right into us. So, you know, that was quite a shock. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I would say hats off to all first responders, firefighters, police, uh, FEMA for coming in, and obviously other neighboring states sending support uh, our way. It is much appreciated. There's much work to be done. You know, people are saying we're going to get you know, the cities and the beaches and all that back in under a year, I think that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen under a year. Well, it's not ridiculous. I would say it's just not going to happen because, you know, you got to let the environment bounce back. You got to let, not the environment, but you got to let, you know, these things take time, just to say the least. They take a, a lot of time. So it's going to take a couple of years to rebuild everything. And, you know, it's, it, it brings, it brings, I think life to into perspective and in in a bunch of different ways. But before I keep going with that, I want to talk about the looting that occurred. So apparently there was people crazy enough to risk their lives to loot. <laughs> you know, cars, homes, people were looting in during the eye of the storm. And the funny bit is is that when you're going through a hurricane, right, you're in your shelter, there's going to be periods where it does it looks calm outside right depending on what side of the wall of the eye of the hurricane you're at because each side of the wall is different from my, from what i understand um so when i was when we were going through it we were on the dry side of the eye and so there would be times where it would look fine outside but you you're not supposed to go outside. So I know some people died just straight off of going outside thinking it was okay, and then the storm would come would rev right back up. And you know, sadly we have people that lost their lives or got injured. And I believe here's I have some other stats on the casualty and the death toll. So as far as we know, the death toll is about 101 total. So we have 92 in Florida, we have five in North Carolina, we have one in Virginia and three in Cuba. I just want, you know, my heart goes out to all of those people that got, you know, lost their lives during this storm. And I know that, you know, when we think of the loss, loss of life, you know, when we see numbers, I, I feel like we're almost, it's almost like, it's 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 almost a not a normal thing, but it, it it is hearing on the news that five people died, a hundred people died, twenty people died. I don't think it even matters. I mean, sure, it matters what was the cause of death, but you know, some causes are less, I guess, 
they're less, I don't know, someone drowning, something like that, you know, five people drowning or a car accident, someone died in a car accident or a hundred people in different states died from a car accident. The point of what I'm trying to make is that we make light of death sometimes and we scoff at it or we just don't pay attention to it. We just look at it and keep going. And some of that I understand because, you know, people die all the time. You know, while we're eating food, someone's dying, you know. So I understand how it's hard to to care and be emotionally invested in every life that's gone. But, you know, this I think that this hit different because, A, this is my hometown. You know, I went to high school here. I have family here. I have friends here. I have memories made on those beaches at Sanibel, Fort Myers, you know, moments, really. And to see it washed away and torn up and to see people lose their lives, even though I don't know them, you know, you know, we all live in the same town. We all buy from the same stores. And, you know, we're, we are Floridians, you know, and this is our community that has gotten just annihilated. And, you know, it's it's very hard for me. If that's the right word, it's it's painful. And. You know, you go out, I went, you know, when I went to that beach, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I saw with my eyes, what I was experiencing. And it's just, it's distressing. You don't know what to think. You know, I mean, you you feel terrible. You know, it's a mix of horror and, and almost, almost dis, it's, it's disbelief. It's horror and disbelief. And that didn't set in for me when we were going through the storm and when we were preparing for the storm. That just, I wasn't feeling that, you know. Even when it was a cat four, you know, I thought to myself, ah, we'd be fine, you know. I'm sure we'll be all right. But, you know, when I saw the wind speed and when I saw the damage, it hit me. I was like, oh my God, this is like, we just went through a historically, a historically, what, what do you call it? One of the worst historic storms ever in Florida, in our century, in the 21st century. Like, that's big. And I was a part of that. And, and yeah, man, it's, you know, I don't have the words to, to fully articulate it here on the podcast. I don't. It's just something you feel. And that's hard. That's always hard to articulate to other people. And so, anyways, I'm going to keep going here. I have some other stats I wanted to say. And so um, I wanted to actually, there was about, there was, back to the Sanibel. So the Sanibel Causeway is a bridge that links Fort Myers to this island, to the island of Sanibel. And since that's been ruined, residents can't go home. They can't go back to their homes. There's businesses there and they can't, they don't have access to them, or at least they didn't until recently. And... And so the bridge was predicted to take about a year to rebuild. And there's a temporary bridge there right now that is that 
that is allowing residents and business owners to get back to the island to start the recovery process and to start fixing things up. The cool thing about it was they built this bridge in about three weeks, which is really impressive. After the storm, built in three weeks, residents can get back to the island. I was That was some good news. It really was. And it's been great to see the... It's been great to see the progression um, with companies like FPL getting the lights back on, getting our power back, getting the water back on. You know, I did not have to wait a month. I think it was like a week. And I know that it varies for everybody. I know everyone didn't get their 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 power back on in the water. And we had to go on a boil water notice. So we, we couldn't drink the water. We were just on bottled water, you know. But I, I just think it's so incredible. Human ingenuity and just our overall infrastructure and the hard workers that are doing their absolute best working day and night to get everything back online, get the grid up and going. That is absolutely astounding. That is incredible to me. And people don't talk about it enough. And I'm not sure if our fellow firefighters and our fellow, you know, Everyone that helped out, I'm not sure if they get enough respect, enough credit, and they really should. We take this crap for we. It's not crap. <laughs> That's the thing I say sometimes. I sometimes say we take this crap for granted. For granted, it's not crap. But we take our privileges, we take our our benefits as being Floridians for granted. Even Americans, I think that this infrastructure is so complex. It's so incredible. Everything works all the time, relentlessly. Right. We never have to wait long until until we have power, until we have water, until we have medical aid, until we have, you know, et cetera. And obviously that varies. Obviously, there's, you know, sad stories with that, too, um, with all of those things. You know, some people have to wait longer. You know, I know I have some family in Puerto Rico and, you know, every hurricane, you know, it's rough. It just levels the, the small island and it, it's very difficult. They go months without power sometimes just running on generators, if you're fortunate enough to have a generator. And so it is, it's, you know, I can't imagine going months without power, months without water, months without maybe even food or like good food, right? You know, like chicken, you're just on, like chicken, <laughs> you're just on non-perishable food. You know, that's what you're living off of. And that can, I'm sure that gets old after a while. And so, and so I'm just very fortunate and I feel very honored to not honor honor's not the white word. I feel I just want to give back. Grateful is the right word. I feel grateful and I want to give back. So, you know, I've been trying to do some work, clean some houses out, try to help people. Cause the other thing is we're we're short on labor. There's just not enough manpower, you know. And we need people to help with God, God, all sorts of things, debris, uh, waste, um, helping with furniture being moved out, helping with walls being torn down, helping with streets being cleaned. There's all sorts of biohazards, especially at Fort Myers Beach. There's a lot of biohazards. The air is the even the air is not breathable. You know, and some parts of Fort Myers, you can't even you can't be there without a mask, even though like, you know, we're in good weather now, like we're in 70, 70, degree, 70 degree weather. But over there, you have to wear a mask. That's how bad it is. 
And so, and so, you know, I just feel grateful. And I'm, you know, I, I think it's important to always give back when you can. And I'm young, I'm, a, I'm able-bodied, I can definitely get my butt up and go do some hard work, hard physical labor. And I think it's important to, because we're working alongside other, other, uh, other uh, professionals that are there um, cleaning up. So it's always nice to talk to them and see how it's going. And of course, we protect ourselves. We, you know, wear masks and boots and all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's what's been going on with the hurricane. Uh, I want to move on. I want to talk about. Uh, I think I want to touch on death for a minute. And so, death is. I'll say that death is a is a subject that very few people like to bring light towards. For understandable reasons, it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. Death means the end. There's no going back. You know, it all, everything just stops. There's no more life, right? Death is, means there's no more life. And I've talked to some locals about the hurricane and just, you know, just trying to be kind and polite and Asking how people are doing, if they need help or whatnot, you know, go to the supermarket, you make conversation, you try to talk, see, just see, I, I always try to ask and see how people are doing. How are you holding up? Were you safe during the storm, etc.? And a lot of people are very uncomfortable when they hear about the death toll. And the death toll is large, 100 people, that's a lot of people. And that's the other thing, like, we don't really think about the numbers too much, but like, when you take, when you think about 100 people, that's a lot of people. And it is, it, it brings, it makes everything else seem so small. That's the right way to go about it or to think about it. It makes everything else seem so small. Every problem, every nuisance, every annoying thing means nothing after you go through something as catastrophic as a hur- essentially a, a, a Cat 5 hurricane. And... You know, sometimes we think that certain things won't happen to us and we won't experience certain things in life until it happens. And that's when things get more real, it gets more raw. And you see what you're made of, I think, too. If you've lost something, if you haven't, if you haven't lost something, you will at some point in life. You will lose something. You will lose. Everyone loses something. And so I think it's important to be to be aware of your surroundings, to be aware how how much we have to be thankful for. You know, our parents, our loved ones, anyone who's close in your life, doesn't matter who, anyone you know that knows you and cares about you, loves you. Hold on to them. Take every day. Take every day seriously. It's it's precious. Every day is precious. Every day is, you can do something new. You can do something great. The simple things can, the simple things add up, you know. Doing good deeds is so important. And and anyway, so 
what I notice from talking to people and whenever death comes into the equation, when we talked about people dying, it's almost always emotional. Almost always. It's almost always emotional. And I think I got emotional thinking about it. I don't think too much about death, to be honest with you. And it's never... Everyone I really, truly care about is still alive, I would say. And so I haven't felt the touch of death yet. But I... Personally. But I have felt its impact from this hurricane and from knowing people that lost, you know, I I knew, I know a couple of colleagues of mine or not colleagues, but peers of mine that lost people. And, and it's really scary. It's very, it's a very scary thing because you realize how small you are. You realize how, how weak we are in a sense that, you know, it's, I, I don't know how to feel about it, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's just emotional, you know, I, 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 from this, I now understand a little bit more about life, and I have more patience, and I'm less quick to judge others, I think, from this, because I know that people have lost people. I know that people have lost homes. So when I'm going about in the city, in the town, and I come across someone who is distraught or being angry or being a jerk or being rude in some manner, I just don't judge. I I didn't I I usually don't like to judge in general people because I don't know them and I don't know what they're going through. I don't know I I, I don't know what how they're perceiving the world, you know, that's it's pretty impossible to know precisely what someone is seeing and what they're feeling and what they're going through. And knowing that fact, it's important to be kind and to not take things personally. And sometimes, and I understand that's extremely hard and I lash out sometimes you know, I, I reach, I reach my, my, my limits, you know, we all have limits and we can all reach them. You know, we're all only human and, and, you know, when the tank's empty, the tank is empty and, you know, we, we, and it's just, it's important to get away. It's important to get some, get some space. You know, I need space. I'm I'm more introverted. I definitely need space. When life gets too much, when people get too much, when work gets too much, I need to retreat and find and find my paradise or my 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 comfort not comfort zone. It's yeah, paradise, my island. You can think of it like that. I need to go on my island. I need my books. I need my coffee or my tea. I need a nice windowsill to sit by and a comfy chair or couch to chill by and to just unwind and no phone. <laughs> That's the other thing too, you know, and nowadays we can see everything on our, our little devices, no phone, you know, and just be at peace when things get too much 
or listen to music. Music is another beautiful gift we have here in life is to listen to to great works, great work of arts by different artists. And so that's that's what what I do when when things get too much. But back to the strangers and dealing with death, because I know I went off that a little bit. I think it's important to be, especially for at least for me, for me right now, knowing what's going on, going on, it's important to be viciously kind to people. Viciously kind. And understanding and empathetic. Those are the same thing, Mateo. <laughs> it's important to have empathy, to understand people, right? And and it's it's made me stronger, I think. It's made me stronger going through this, uh, physically and mentally, and emotionally and spiritually, I am definitely stronger from this. And I think that's, I think it's, I think that it's only going to make me better, a better human being moving forward, having this, this experience. And yeah, I think that's, that's, I'll leave that there with the death and the hurricanes and all that stuff. Because I know this is heavy stuff, too. You know, this is the other thing. People don't. These are difficult topics to talk about for most people. But I think it needs to be talked about. We need to understand what we're going through. And it needs to be articulated in a way that is. That is. That is. Easy to digest digestible right you know we don't want to go too heavy or do or or we don't we don't want to to talk about the dark realities of life for too long i think that's important to note and so and so that is that the phase we're in right now is rebuilding and mending wounds and anyone who went through trauma from this psychological trauma, physical trauma, I wish you the best. It's not going to be easy. None of this will be easy. There's a lot of talk about rebuilding, which I think is very good. I think it's good to be in those kinds of spirits, right? To to want to have that ambition to rebuild, come back stronger, come back more, more, come back with with, you know, just to beautify everything, right? And make things not not just like they were, but better than where they were. More businesses, more economic prosperity, more opportunities, and get that tourism back. Because we're going to suffer from this economically in Southwest Florida. Maybe even statewide in Southwest Florida. I know people are going to start leaving. And it's understandable. Like If you're new here and you've experienced this, I don't blame you for going back. Um, but I'll tell you this. This was a rare hurricane. These do not happen. They don't come around all the time they're very rare and you know we have an opportunity here to 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 use our resources use our minds to make things better and i'm very grateful that i have an opportunity to make things better to make my community better to be involved i think that's so important when you're young to be involved in things like this you need to be doing some volunteering you need to be giving something of yourself for someone else. Even if you're getting paid to do it, that's still a good thing. There's a lot of kids out here that aren't they're not volunteering. They're not going to they're not helping people out 
because it's hard work, it's labor, you know, excuses. And I, you know, I, that kind of gets me upset because you should be doing something. You can do something. Why are you not doing it? You know, that's the question. And for me, it's, it's easy. You need to do it because you need to be humbled in a sense. You know, if, you, if you're not someone who helps out anyone but yourself, you need to be humbled. Because God forbid something happens to you, to your family, to your friends, to your town, you're going to want the support of someone else, of a stranger, right, to help you out or whoever. You want that done back to you. So give it to others. Give of yourself. Even if no one's watching, not everything happens on Instagram, you know? That's the other thing that's been bothering me. I think that I've, I've posted a little bit about the hurricane stuff. Not a lot. I've been mainly doing work offline. And I try to just enjoy the moments. Not enjoy the moments, but experience the moments. Have the moments be what they are. A moment. Without the phone, without any interference. You know, let the moments be what they are. Experience life for what it is. I think that's important. And, you know, I, I understand that everyone wants to, you know, be on social media. And I've, I've tried to avoid this thing about, oh, look at me, I'm doing good. I, I, I don't like that. If, if I post something on social media, like I did on my accounts, about when I was down for Myers, it's, it's more of a document. It's, 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 more in a, it's more for documentation than anything else. It's not, it, I never post things like that to shine light on on me it's always in support of others and i think that's the differentiation between doing good things for for purely out of, purely out of self-interest and clout and attention versus doing things out of the goodness of your heart and to actually spread awareness not to claim you're spreading awareness but reaping let's say but but it's just i guess it's kind of hard to explain but it needs to be the spotlight always needs to be on 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 what you're doing the event at hand right not on you it needs to be on the event and um so yeah that's that's what i have to say about that and i think that and so I also wanted to talk about moving on from that. And if you're young, if you live in Florida, go out and do something. There's plenty of organizations that need help, need helping hands. And you can go out. And it doesn't matter how much you do, too. This is the other thing. People think you don't if you don't need to do every day out here building homes, not building homes, excuse me, doing work, tearing out homes, you know, cleaning uh, dealing with debris, uh, dealing with uh, moving furniture or picking up trash or whatever it is, you know, the tasks like that. You don't need to do that every day. If you go once, you know, take your time once on a Saturday or whatever, you're doing some good things. You're doing good because I know people have jobs and people need to get back to work. And work is also crazy because everything comes back online and people need food and you know other services and and things of that nature so everyone's in those stores trying to serve others and i understand that 
And I think that's just, I think that's equally as important because we need people to, to provide us with certain, to provide those goods and services to, to, um, to the residents, to everyone that lives here. So that job is equally as important. But if you're not doing anything, or if you're in school, just try and cover up some time. Make some time for it because I think it's important to do that. You know, we cannot lose, we can't get out of touch with our environment, our community members, with with things that matter, you know? And that's what I have to say about that. And I really like the idea of rebuilding. I think that's a really good thing. I think we need that in a sense too. I think it's good. I think it's, you know, when things get destroyed, when chaos manifests itself in reality in the form of, you know, it could be war, it could be famine, it could be storms, it could be a plethora of evil things. When those things take place, there's there's always a starting point where we can mend, repair, rebuild, reconstruct what was lost. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to, I think it's a beautiful thing to have to have that because it gives us purpose you know it definitely gives us purpose it gives us energy ambition to do great things and to be creative and to be of service to others so i think it's really i think that is important and you see what you're made of too you know you see what you can take you see what bugs you what bothers you right what what you feel inside and that can change you what you feel inside can change you 100% can change your outlook on the world outlook on human beings outlook on everything and I don't know if you guys heard that the AC just kicked on it comes on and off so if you hear it that's what it is I'm at an office right now so uh, but rebuilding is great, and I'm going to do my best to keep serving others and keep being positive. It's important to be a net positive in the world to do good, and that's what I've been trying to do, and that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I wanted episode one to really talk about what's been going on to talk about this because this is spreading awareness it's good to spread awareness to these things and I think it's I'm actually going to probably send another story on Instagram or photo or something like that and I'll have links for how you can get involved where you can go and be aware learn about you know Learn about Hurricane Ian, learn about how you can help out, whether it's giving some money, whether it's giving some food, water, etc. Especially to places like, um, I know Cuba, Cuba was out of power for like, God, a couple weeks, maybe a month. I'm not sure. I might, I would have to check if they're up and running yet or not, but I know they lost power throughout the whole, the whole country, the whole country. So, um, you know, my thoughts and my heart goes out to them as well, those the Cuban people. And Puerto Ricans as well, because I know Puerto Rico got hit a little bit 
got some rainfall, some strong winds. So, and so, uh, yeah, I think. Let me see if is there anything else I want to talk about. Yeah, I think I think that uh, I think that just about wraps it up. So this has been, I think, a pretty good first episode. I I hope you guys liked what was said here. I hope that you can be empathetic towards your everyday civilians. It doesn't matter where you are in the United States. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Be empathetic with people, right? Because we don't know what they're going through. Let people have, give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes. It's important to do that. It's like, we need breaks. You know, we need mercy. Talking about something that is taboo, but needs to be said. If you come across people that think that stuff is weak, stupid, or utterly irrelevant to talk about, shut them out. Shut them out. They don't know what they're talking about. And let me tell you something. I want to say something else. It is very easy to be cruel. It is easy to look the other way. It is easy to not lend a helping hand. It is easy to worry about yourself and only yourself. It's easy to avoid responsibility. It is easy to not care about what anybody else is going through, what anybody else is doing at any single location in the world. It is easy to just not care. It's too easy to not care. It's very easy to not care, right? And you should care. It does matter what other people do. It does matter, and it matters what you do, because you could, you could change a life, you could save a life, in a big way or in a small way, and that's not that is not trivial. And you know, I struggle every day to be patient and to be kind. It, you know, being kind and and having patience are very difficult things, and being courageous is some of the, one of the most difficult things you could possibly do. Actually, being courageous is illogical. It's, it's irrational to be courageous. Because courageous people, they see the storm coming. They go through the storm. The average person like myself, I'd probably run away from the storm. I don't want to get killed. I don't want to get wiped out. Right? But that courageous person might see that child that needs to be saved. You know? Or, or you know, that dog... That has his leg caught under some concrete. I know these are kind of cliche. I'm just making these up. Kind of cliche things to say. But you know, it's the only example I can think of. Uh, courage can be speaking your mind. You know. It, it could be. Because I think. There's certain things that people don't talk about. And it does take a little bit of courage to talk about. Because there's certain topics that are. Or can be can be I guess triggering or just very difficult conversations to have but they could be extremely important conversations to have too so we can't just slide it under the rug store it in the closet you know you can't do that it's reality doesn't work that way 
it'll just compound and become a huge, huge problem later on and a huge pain in your side. You have to have the conversations. And there's too many people that don't want to have the conversations. There's too many people that don't want to be don't want to be kind and generous and give of themselves to others. And that is tilting, I think, our culture here in America in the complete wrong direction. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people, There's I still believe the majority of people that are kind and that work hard and that give of themselves and have these conversations, whether it's, you know, the conversation could be anything. You know, there's lots of different hard conversations to talk about. Death is one of them. But death is one of the most powerful motivators to change your life or someone else's. To reevaluate your life. What am I doing in my life that is holding me down? Right? Why, you know, and it brings perspective too, because you look at what you've been doing, you look about how you've been viewing the world, and all of a sudden you have an experience that completely alters your previous perception of reality and i think that is something that people more people need to experience you need to experience some hardship some pain physical or mental it's very important and for me i hate going through that stuff but i've been going through it right i've been going through it been immersed in it and, you know, it's important, you know, there's a fine line with these things. It's important to not become cynical and not become bitter because life is hard and it can really beat the living crap out of you. It can, it will bring you to your knees at times. I've, that's how I felt this in this storm, right? It just brought me to my knees. You know, I. I won't talk about some of the emotions I felt because some of them are just private to me. But I am definitely changed from it, 100%. And there's this sense of urgency to do something with purpose and to do more with my life, to do more, to do good, to work, to do to all of those things. And so, and to stay hopeful, that's another great message. I want to end this podcast, this episode with a hopeful message that you can be a force for good. You can be a net positive in the world. You can be on a micro or macro level. You can be that 100%. I truly believe that you can be a net positive, right? And if you want to do anything great, it, it will take pain. It will take hardship and that will mold you into the man or woman that you desire to be, that we dream to be. We dream, that's for another podcast. <laughs> I mentioned like several things that will be, you know, I'll talk about those things in future podcast episodes. And, you know, these are important things to talk about, but I could go on and on and on, but I'm not because I kind of have a time crunch for the episode, but... But the message, the end of this message is to is to forgive, is to to understand forgiveness, to understand to understand mercy, to be grateful, 
to be hopeful. There's always hope in the darkest times, in the darkest times, when everything's going against you, when the odds are stacked against you, when you're by yourself, when you're alone, or when you, if you feel alone, or when everything is collapsing around us. In this case, my case, it's the storm, the hurricane just literally destroyed buildings, destroyed lives. We have the ability to put things together. And it's a beautiful message to say. It's a beautiful thing. And that fixing, that that mending is hope. We need hope to do these things. Without hope, we can't live. We there's there's no life. And sometimes it's hard to see where where the hope can come from. Which is why it's important to have people around you that care for you, that uplift you. Because if you don't have anyone around you to uplift you, you're lost. And you're hopeless. You need someone. You need something. That can bring you hope in your life. Like articles if you know there's certain articles you can read about moving stories online that you can look up and be inspired by and find hope in because every people people we like to think that we're different we like to think that nobody is nobody understands me nobody knows what i'm going through i'm the only person in the world going through x and it's not true god god it's not true there's Hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people that are experiencing the exact same thing. And what's weird about it is that there's so many people experiencing the same thing, but we don't talk to each other. <laughs> we, there's, no, there's no communication going on. We don't talk to each other. There, there's, no, there's no communication, effective communication. There's no effective communication. We walk past each other. We walk past each other. We say nothing. We look at each other. We say nothing. We don't go up and introduce ourselves. We, we don't talk. There's no groups. There's no There's no nothing. You know, all we do is, all you see on social media nowadays is criticism, is cynicism, is resentfulness, hatred. You know, people are jaded and need outlets to take, to project their own, to project what they're feeling inside to others because it's not being addressed. There's things that aren't being addressed and they need to be addressed. There needs to be somewhere where we can we can exercise what we're feeling inside. And people look to lifting weights and and or you know, meditation or yoga or things like that. And I think those are good outlets, but I I don't want to keep going because I'm going into this is like a completely different thing, but Hope is the idea. Hope is what we have to look forward to. It's what we it's what we hold on to. We hold on to it as tightly as we can. Right? We hold on to hope. We want to be enlightened. It's always important to be enlightened because when you're enlightened, you can do good. You can see where you went wrong, you can see where you were ignorant, you can see where you were blind and you can fess up to that and start anew, a new beginning, which is why this podcast this is the reason why I named it what what I named it. You could start again. Start over. Start better, stronger, faster, smarter, wiser. All of those things. Talk to each other. Reach out to somebody. And sometimes, you know, I reach out to people and, you know, I get nothing back. I get negativity. That 
that is life. That is life. It is hard. It is difficult. But don't lose hope. You have to. Life is so precious. Love is a precious thing. Don't let it. Don't don't let the world destroy you. Don't let it destroy your dreams. Don't let it extinguish the fire inside of you to want to build something in this life, to do great things and to be a force for good in the world. Don't give up on that. And opportunities, there's going to be opportunities to where you can create positive impacts in people's lives. I just experienced one. You know, it's an emotional, it's, 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 You can do it, you know, you can do it. Hold on to hope. That's the message. And uh, I'm going to close it out there, all right? So um, that's going to be it for today. So what I want to do right now, thank you so much. If you got to the end of this podcast, thank you so, so much. It means more to me than you guys will ever know if you took the time out of your day, out of your life. And time is such a crucial resource that we all have. And you're giving it to me. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it with all my heart. And I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Please send me questions. Send me questions. I'm going to do... I want to I want to hear from you guys. and Because I'm going to do like Q&A episodes where I can just straight up answer your questions. So you can hit me up on Instagram, okay? At... This is Mateo Hernandez. That's all lowercase, all right? There's no spaces, no nothing. This is Mateo Hernandez. There's a backward slash. Actually, there's no backward slash. I'm sorry, I'm reading off of something. I'm reading my paper here. There's no backward slash. The Instagram is at this is Mateo Hernandez. And I also have a Twitter. I just created a Twitter account. So you can tweet me questions there. You can tweet me anything, really. I mean, it can be a question. It can be, you know, something that's going on in your life. Mainly questions, though. I need to hear mainly questions. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, mainly questions. And then my Twitter handle or my Twitter user, username is called I am MH022. So I am is lowercase, capital M, capital H, zero, the number zero, two, two. Okay, so at I am MH022. Zero two two. That's my Twitter username. Okay, so this has been real. It's been a good time. I'm really happy to podcast. I, I I have big plans for the podcast. Great episodes. A lot of good content to come. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. And I can't wait to see you in episode two. And I hope you guys Oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. So I'm going to release episodes every Friday. So you can check out the show every Friday. There's going to be a new episode. Um, So that's kind of the structure of the podcast right now. So check me out. Check the podcast out every Friday. You can find me on any platform. uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitch, Google Play. Um, I believe Amazon has their own audio app thingy. I forget what it's called. But you can find me anywhere, right? So look me up and... Listen to it. Share with your friends, please. If you like it, please share it. Please leave a review on any of those 
platforms that helps me out immensely and yeah i appreciate all feedback okay i'm big i'm big on constructive criticism so if i said something if i if i you know if there's something you don't like if there's something i need to add or improve on please tell me i want to make the podcast as best as it can okay so yeah that's gonna be it thank you so much have a great day guys peace